Welcome to the Youth Sports Experience Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Seitz, and on today's episode, we are going to continue to discuss the commitments of a high-performing sports parent, talking today specifically about allowing our athletes to handle success and struggle. In this episode, I'm going to discuss the importance for placing competing and winning as the centerpieces of focus in sports, so athletes can gain the important life lessons available through sports. I will also discuss the role that we as parents play in making sure athletes benefit from these lessons. We can do this by allowing athletes to deal with successes and struggles authentically with our parent support, not parent intervention. Whether youngsters just getting started in sports or high school varsity athletes competing at a high level, I believe two things are imperative for the competitive experience to have maximum impact in a youth sports setting. Number one, the athlete needs to find joy or fulfillment in the experience. And number two, the will to compete and a focus on striving to win need to be taught and nurtured. How this is accomplished will obviously look different depending on the ages of the kids playing. At the very youngest ages, kids should be allowed the freedom to find joy in playing by making it fun and the will to compete should be introduced as simply doing your best giving a good effort every time you play. As players age, achieving these two things is different. I believe joy and fulfillment begin to come from hard work, preparation, relationships, sacrifice, and representing your community, just to name a few examples. As athletes age, the will to compete drives the athlete to give their best, to compete with and for teammates, to put in extra training, to challenge themselves, to make teammates uncomfortable so that they can grow and work through struggles and successes. If the will to compete and striving to win are not at the center of the athletic focus, then the reasons to sacrifice, work, and push the oneself to the highest level of performance are lost. At this point, the opportunity for sports to ultimately draw out the life's lessons that exist through competition are reduced or eliminated. I believe the will to compete And striving to win are the keys to gaining the most from participation in organized athletics. When athletes commit to focus on these, it leads to them to put the type of time commitment into the preparation and training that it takes to reach the maximum of one's personal abilities. With the type of physical, mental, and emotional investment needed to compete, the athlete will truly experience the authentic ups and downs that allow the athlete to gain lessons from competing that will span the entirety of their lifetimes. When I talk with former athletes and listen to former athletes discuss their sports careers on television or the radio or or in person, what they have gained from sports and what they will talk about most of all are the relationships and the lessons that have had a deep reaching impact in their post-playing careers. The only way that our athletes will fully gain everything available to them in this experience will come if we as parents allow an authentic competitive experience with authentic outcomes. It is paramount that we encourage and support our athletes to develop a will to compete in a striving to win mindset. And then we need to allow the competitive process to play out. We need to allow our athletes to experience whatever comes their way while we limit our involvement to a supportive role. Will we like every coach? No. 
Will we agree with every decision that is made in terms of selecting teams, playing time, and role? No. But that's real life. For example, our kids are going to have jobs. In those jobs, they may, like, they might not, they may not like the superior they are reporting to. Our, our young athlete today will soon be a working adult. They're going to get passed up for job promotions. They might not get the raise they're looking for. They might see other people, their colleagues, getting bigger and better titles than them. If our kids can learn how to handle these struggles and disappointments now, through the competitive process of sports, then we've provided them with an opportunity to be better equipped to handle those similar situations in their future. And truly then, competition will have mattered, allowing our kids to face winning and losing, successes and struggles head on, and allowing them to work through the competitive process while we love them, support them, and challenge them appropriately without interfering in any of the natural developments of the process. We'll give our athletes the chance to take full advantage of the learning, growing, and developing that's available through sports. With that, I have the next commitment in how to be a high-performing sports parent. It's commitment number six. I will remember that my athlete can learn much from winning and losing, success and struggle. A disturbing trend that I'm sure many of you have noticed that's happening all over the country are parents' manipulation of the competitive process with an onslaught of parent complaints against coaches, including highly successful coaches. A lot of times, those arguments seem to be caused by disgruntlement over a lack of playing time or a role on the team. Good coaches with long track records are being driven out of the profession because of self-focused actions by parents that are currently, at the time they're doing that, missing the big picture of sports. This is causing interference, it's causing manipulation of the competitive process. And in all fairness, I truly believe when it comes to the athletes, they're well aware of who deserves to play. They know who on their team puts in the time necessary to get better. They know on their team who deserves what role and what playing time. But what happens is the parents come in and negatively impact the teams and drive negativity and pressure on their athlete by coming in and, and putting themselves and injecting themselves where we as parents don't belong. When we as parents manipulate the established systems as a way to make a perceived benefit to our own athlete, then everyone, including that athlete, is negatively affected. One high-profile example that was on the news, both in, in print, media, online, and, and on TV, was what happened at Hanover Park High School in New Jersey with their high school cheer squad. According to multiple reports from multiple news sources, this controversy started when one parent, yes, one parent, complained to school administration when the daughter was cut from the cheer squad. Now, Hanover Park High School in New Jersey has decided to no longer cut or place cheerleaders on, on teams based on merit. Instead, what they're doing now is having two squads split by grade level. Ninth and 10th graders are on one squad, 11th and 12th graders on another. What was so heartbreaking to me is what one cheerleader told the Board of Education. She said that her, all her hard work, quote, has been thrown out the window because of this new initiative. What kind of message 
was that school administration sending to those kids who had worked hard, who had prepared themselves for tryouts, who competed and achieved to make the team by saying that now we're going to pick the teams not based on merit, but based on grade level. I like to think about that and think about the decision and how damaging to both the kids who made the team and are not rewarded based on the merit of their efforts, but also how damaging it is to the kids who were cut, who are going to miss out on the opportunity that they had to work through the disappointment of being cut, work through how, having, how they could find a way to move forward, either with a renewed spirit in cheerleading to try again, or use that opportunity to be nudged in a different direction, to seek something where they have more talent and maybe discover a new strength or a new interest. This story is just one example of the sad state of affairs when situations like this, where parents inject themselves in the process where, they're, where they don't belong, arises across the youth and high school sports landscape. There are too many examples across the country of parents who are leveraging their complaints to get good, hardworking, successful coaches removed from their jobs just because their son or daughter is not playing as much as they think they should. It should be alarming to all of us who believe in the power of sports when coaches who are winning games have a majority of players supporting them because of the positive influence they are having on their lives are run out of their positions by these self-serving actions of a small number of people. Many times, the parents make up reasons to remove the coach. And those reasons don't come out as disappointment in role or lack of playing time. But when you talk to coaches at the high school level and the youth sports level, I hear the majority of the time that no matter how the complaint was levied, the true real story that the parent was talking about was the disgruntlement over playing time or role on the team. And the other story that was used was just a cover. Parents, we have to be better. When we interfere, our kids are the ones who get cheated from fully growing and developing through sports. I have personally witnessed the pain, frustration, and anger of high school athletes who have had coaches they respected, enjoyed playing for, and were positively impacting their lives, ripped away from them because of the complaints of a minority of parents. The athletic experience is about learning to deal with difficult outcomes. It's about learning to work with others, to face challenges, all the while growing and preparing for life. Parents, as difficult as it can be, I believe it is time for us to commit to stop manipulating the athletic experience and allow our kids to face the many emotions, both good and bad, of the sports journey and face those in a way that's authentic, where they will fully experience and understand. In that way, this can be the difference between an athlete who starts their adult journey with a sense of entitlement, and one who starts the adult journey ready to work through the challenges of day-to-day life that we all face, and do so as strong, purpose-driven adults. Commitment number six. I will remember that my athlete can learn much from winning and losing, success and struggle. In the immediate action, challenge yourself 
to find the lessons in the sports journey for your athlete and for you that go beyond the results. I believe in this message and its importance. And if you stand with me on this, please share this message with others. It is past time to stop this epidemic destroying the essence of our youth and high school sports. As always, I welcome you to to check out my website at www.hashtagcompetitionmatters.com. Also, I'm on social media where I have links on each of my website pages. I also, on social media through Facebook, you can find me at Competition Matters. My Twitter handle is at Aaron Leon Seitz, and the number one. And my Instagram is hashtag Competition Matters, all spelled out. I look forward to having you check out those social media, and I encourage you to interact with me either via social media or the platform that I have on my website where you can send messages to me. There's a place at the bottom of each page you can do that and send your thoughts and comments my way. I definitely appreciate it and would love to hear from you. And what I ask you all to do at this time is let's all go out and make competition matter.